You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Well, good morning, Marjean. Thank you for joining me on the Powerful Creator Show. Good morning, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I can't wait to talk to you. And before we get started, I like to ask everybody the same question. And it is, what does being a powerful creator mean to you? To me, a powerful creator is a person who can really take something from nothing and actually create something to make an impact in the world, provide a service solve a solution or solve a problem and be able to actually spread that to humanity and improve everybody's lives because of it. Oh, I love that. So how are you taking something and creating or taking nothing and creating something out of that in your own life? Sure. So I do a couple different things. One of the first things I do is marketing. So, I mean, we're talking literally something from nothing. Mm. Um, I work with clients and they give me kind of an idea of what they're looking for. And then we create the graphics, we create the advertising, we create the entire systems in order to be able to implement that. And I also help them with the sales side. So they're taking something from nothing and I'm helping them to be able to actually reach out to those people, solve the solutions, and, and get money from it. So that's always a good thing. In addition to that, I do some real estate. And so that's always fun because we're taking something that exists and either improving upon it or building from scrap and literally building from the ground up. So I love that because you do like in all of those things, you're exactly right. You're taking an idea or a concept mm -hmm. that somebody has, and then you're creating that concept for your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So do you in you so you do marketing? Let's go let's go to the marketing piece and talk about the marketing piece. So who what kind of people do you work with? What kind of clients do you work with and what do you create for them? You know, it's actually funny because I love small business owners that are just getting started. So they're literally at that place where they have really not a lot of things other than really an idea and a passion behind it, right? So I help them figure out who exactly are they trying to market to, who's their target market, how do they attract the right kind of client, and then once they get the right kind of client's attention, how do they can actually convert that into a sale, convert that into money? right? And um, so I love being able to help this particular segment because not only are we co-creating together, but they are literally starting from the very, very scratch. So there's nothing but growth and they love the help. They love the advice. They don't feel so alone trying to get things, trying to get things going. Do you help them find out who or help them identify and hone in on who their target market is? Yes, you do. So you do all of that kind of stuff. Yes. One of the biggest questions that I ask people when they're thinking about their target market, if you think back of the clients that you love working with, who spent the most amount of money and afterwards you just thought, man, if I could have a hundred more clients just like that. And it's a little bit more challenging when you're first getting started because you may just have never have worked with clients that you may have never worked with clients at all. So then we kind of have to look back and say, okay, well, what is your ideal client? Who do you want to work with? What problem are you trying to solve? What solution are you offering? And what would they come to you for, 
what problem do they have? Mm -hmm. So now, now that we've identified their problem, let's identify what they look like. What is their age? Where do they live? Do they have children? What kind of career are they in? What kind of car do they drive? What kind of house do they own? All these different things to really create that avatar client. That way you know exactly who you're going after. I call it sniper marketing rather than shotgun marketing. You can spend a lot of money just throwing out your name and advertising, 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 which there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I have just found it to have a better ROI when you can really identify that avatar and do a more sniper approach. So by sniper, you mean that you're talking specifically to one person or, or a select group of people rather than trying to please everybody, trying to talk to everybody. Exactly, exactly. So how do you position yourself as the expert for that particular segment, right? Um, so let's say you have a medical clinic, right? And let's say you deal with men's health. Well, you could do a bunch of advertisements, you could create a board on the on the freeways, and, and that's no problem, you're still going to get a lot of um, brand awareness, right? But you're not necessarily causing a brand awareness to the people who are going to actually spend money with you. Mm -hmm. So rather than creating a billboard on the freeway, let's hone in on exactly who your target is. If you're a men's health clinic, let's say you're looking for men between 40 and 60 of a certain income bracket that live in a certain area that have this particular problem. Now you can position yourself as the expert and help educate them, share information with them, reach out to them. It's a much gentler, easier softer conversation um, when somebody knows that you're there to solve their problem and you're the expert to be able to do so rather than just going here I am here I am here I am mm -hmm. bye with me bye with me yeah and that totally makes sense because I mean like just I think about things that I as you're talking I'm thinking about things that I want to buy or when I want to buy from somebody and it's usually when somebody identifies something very specific and then I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Instead of, you know, like if you say, oh, I have a men's health clinic, I have, no one cares. Like, oh, yeah, there's a men's health clinic. But if you say, I have a men's health clinic that helps with men who are getting up at three o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep, then it's like, oh, that is totally my problem. So that's, I totally Exactly, exactly. And you see that in networking a lot. People get up and say, anybody with blah. So if you're a men's health clinic, any man over the age of 40, well, that's great. What are they going to come to you for? What triggers should I be listening for? So if it's a man over 40 who's getting up every night and has to use the restroom, and when he gets up every night to use the restroom, as soon as he puts his legs on the floor, his knee starts to hurt. A wife is going to hear that and go, that's my husband. Right. Let right. me, this person can solve his problem. Let me reach out to you right now. So it creates a very highly motivated consumer so that they know that you are the person that can solve their problem. I love that. And what is the... Um, what's the question that I'm looking for here? I was just thinking as you were saying that. So do you help people write the, their story or write that story and hone in on what that client is and what their problem is? Yes, that's part of what I do. We really need to understand what your story is, what problem you're trying to solve, and who you're trying to solve it for. So that's actually the first step I take with, with every single person. And typically that's actually done in a free consultation mm -hmm. because I'm such a believer in this. I like to actually give this information out for free. So when I do my initial consultations, that's the very, very first thing that we really, really hone in on because if you fully understand your target market, whether you hire me or hire any other marketer, you know exactly what questions you need to be able to ask them and exactly what responses you need to be able to receive in order to really know that this person is really going, understands your business, understands your market, and is really geared toward, towards helping you. Marjane, that's huge. That's a huge like free consultation gift to give somebody because as a business owner who's starting out, 
a lot of times they don't know and they'll be like, oh, my target market is anybody who likes coffee. And like everybody likes coffee. So that's not, you know, that's not very specific. So I love that you're doing that even for free and helping, helping entrepreneurs to hone in on who that target market is. And so that makes me wonder, my question for you is, why do you do that? Why do you like working with new entrepreneurs and why do you enjoy helping them hone in on their own zones of genius? You're going to laugh at this. It's actually out of pure frustration, <laughs> which, which uh, in, there's a few, few things in the world that really breed ingenuity, right? And I have found for me, the biggest drivers, when I get frustrated with something, I have to solve the problem and I have to fix it. Like I can't live my life without fixing that problem. So I took that and I used it to be able to help new business owners. Um, if a couple years back, I spent an entire year networking. I mean, I literally had over 1500 different new contacts in one year alone. Wow. And when I would ask people, you know, how can I help you in your business? They, you know, who are you looking to go after? Oh, anybody with this? Oh, anybody with that? Very, very rarely, 95% of the time, they cannot, they could not tell me exactly who they were looking for. And so I kept thinking, this is such a waste of your time to tell me this. Like, here I am, a person that's meeting over 1,500 different people. I have no idea who you're looking for, but if I did, I'd be happy to connect you with 10 to 50 of these people, all I want you to do is tell me who you're looking for. Mm. And so it became such a huge frustration for me that I started learning the questions that I needed to ask in order to really extract that information from them. Um, and once I realized, hey, this really helps people in a really, really great way, I just started giving it for free. Now, if they, once the, it's, it's one thing to understand your target market. That's, that's, what, that's great, right? What do you do with that information now? Right. And that's really where, why people hire me because then I really strategically consult with them and we really dive into the um, strategic approach in order to be able to attract exactly those kind of people and be able to get them to actually spend money with you. But I saw a, a piece that I could really just give people that would make me a lot frust less frustrated <laughs> and would really help them. So Absolutely. And that makes total sense, especially in the networking sense or people like you who feel like you're like to me when I'm hearing you talking, I hear you also saying that you're a connector and you enjoy connecting people and knowing how you can connect somebody. But if you have, you know, Bob who likes coffee and Susie sells something to people who like coffee, how do you know that they're the right thing? Maybe he likes bulletproof coffee and that's not what she does. <laughs> it's like you Maybe he wants all organic coffee sourced out of Colombia that's been washed in this and that and the other. And he wants a very, you know, you're looking for what is the very specific need that people would buy with you? Because why can't they just buy Folgers? What makes you so, so much better? Right. But if you're selling, maybe if it's a coffee club. So I'm looking, if I have a coffee club, I'm looking for the person who doesn't want to go to the store every month and have to remember coffee, who panics every single morning if they don't have their coffee and wants to make sure that they're getting a consistent stream of coffee coming in at a reasonable price. Oh, and by the way, they're also concerned about organic or this and the other. So you see how we're really, we're taking the features and benefits of your business and we're morphing them into a way that, um, that the consumer would, why would they would buy with you, right? Because most business owners say, I'm so great and this is why and this is why and this is why and this is why. Rather than saying, look, if you have a problem with this, 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 and this, this is how I can help you solve it. Nobody actually cares, like this is going to sound really, really harsh, but nobody really cares about you. They really truly care about themselves. Right. And the only way that they're ever going to care about you is by finding out how you can help 
them. It's just human nature. It's just how we are. I'm not saying everybody is, you know, just super selfish and running around like that, but inherently it's called Maslow's hierarchy. We have needs. We have needs that we need filled. And how can you help me fill my needs? Then I want to talk to you more about what you do and all your features and benefits. But if you just start shoving those things in front of people's face without being able to tell them, here's how I solve the problem, we get a knee jerk reaction where it's just, nope, we don't want to be sold to. Complete, no one likes to be sold to, but everybody likes to buy. <laughs> and they like to have their problem solved. <laughs> and solve their problem. Exactly. Yeah. You want to buy things yeah. that make you feel good or that you are, um, you're exactly right, that benefit your life in some way and when it comes to sales. And, you know, so let's talk about sales because you mentioned you're in real estate, which is all sales, and that's selling a dream. You're selling a story. You're selling a you're selling a future life in a place, right? You're selling a possibility. You're not even so. I don't sell residential. I've always done investing. So um, in 2018, I raised nine million dollars in nine months and connected investors with four different multifamily projects. And with that, you're not selling a tangible asset. You're not selling anything you can guarantee. You're basically saying you're selling hope. Yeah. Literally, you're just selling hope. Like, look, if you have X amount of dollars, we can put it in there and maybe, maybe you might make this, you, you might not make anything mm. at all. So sales is a very, very interesting thing. Um, and especially in real estate, it was, it was, that pushed me to a whole nother level. And I was so, so grateful for it. I've been, I've spent 20 years in sales, but that was like nothing I had ever done. That's amazing. And, you know, I think that a lot of people don't, and I'm speaking for myself, I definitely did not take into consideration at all when I started my own business and started started working for myself, that I was also in sales that just literally never clicked in my mind. And I think that that is true for a lot of entrepreneurs or so and solopreneurs, especially that they don't think I am a salesperson. That's what I'm doing. Let's dive into this because I hear this so, so, so much. So I want everybody to think about sales. Nobody wants to be sold to because we all have this perception of the, the Weasley sales, used car sales guy that's going to force us into doing something we don't want to do. That is not sales. That is manipulation. That is completely different than what sales actually is. Sales says, you have a need, I have a solution. My job as a salesperson is to find out your need and your problem and offer a solution. The best salespeople in the world are highly educated and know when to shut up. <laughs> it is not trying to talk somebody into doing something that they don't want to do. People only buy based on needs, wants, and affordability, mm. right? So if, they, if you know that this is true, why do they need it? Why would they want it? And how can you make it affordable for them? If you can solve those three things, you will, you will get your sales. But take the thought of, I'm not a salesperson, I'm not a salesperson, out of my mind. You should be proud to be a salesperson. Salespeople have the knowledge and the ability to truly help people. Mm. But those with a great ability have great responsibility. If you're going to be in sales, do it ethically, do it morally, and truly help your fellow man. Do not take the approach of manipulation because those salespeople get real big, real fast, and then they disappear and they ruin their names. Help people, guide people. That's what sales is. I love that. I love that definition of sales and I love your passion for it and redefining it. And I remember somebody, when I first like, oh, oh, ding, the light went on. Oh yeah, I am in sales. (laughs) (laughs) And because somebody said to me, if you're not, if you're not talking and, and about your business and selling your business and talking about yourself, you're robbing somebody who needs what you have. 
Yes. Yes. And this so, is so true. So you're helping people find out exactly who their target market is, the people that, whose problem that they can solve. And there's nothing more frustrating than being in a room with somebody and then you leave and you talk to somebody and you finally say what you do and they go, oh my gosh, I was talking all night to Sue in the corner and she is totally looking for some, for looking for you, for somebody who does what you do. And it's like, oh, I didn't say anything. Exactly. So I help people be able to deliver that message very clearly. And then on the flip side, be able to ask the appropriate questions to their clients in order to gain the knowledge that they need on the problems their clients are having. Because nobody starts a business and goes, I have no idea what I'm doing and I don't want to help people. I just want to take their money. Nobody, nobody does that. Like, who does that? <laughs> At least not the people we know, Cheryl. The people we know say, hey, I see a problem with the world and I have a solution. So don't take the approach like you should be blasting this from, from, from the skylines. You should have planes saying, look, I can solve this problem. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid to ask people these questions. You know, have you thought about this? What's this going on? Here's how I can solve your problem. You know, whether you believe in universe, God, whatever the case may be, that was in your heart to be able to help people and be able to benefit the world. You are doing a disservice to your fellow man by not telling everybody what you're doing by not taking the approach of let me tell literally the entire world because somebody you may be saving a life mm -hmm. you have no idea yeah. so don't be so egotistical to be so shy yeah. be out there be blasting understand who you're trying to help and talk to them directly mm. talk to other people and say look i can help people do this right yeah oh i love that you just gave me goosebumps about <laughs> i never thought about considering that being shy could be egotistical, but it is because you're all up in your head and you're concerned about yourself yep. rather than being concerned about other people and how you can help them and serve them. I want to throw a caveat to that for my shy people because I'm so not that and so I attract that in my life right. and I, I can hear them yelling at me going, I'm not egotistical. <laughs> so I, I want to add a caveat to that. Yes, it is an egotistical approach because you are so worried about yourself and how other people are going to perceive you. Please remember this, two things everybody's worried about how the world is going to perceive them. So everybody has a slight egotistical side because nobody wants to be the buffoon, right? None of us do. So if we know that none of us do, we also know that the world is very forgiving if you do mess up. So let that go and you don't have to be perfect. You just have to try. Those who do not have the confidence need to have the courage. So put the effort out there. The second thing I wanna say is the best closers, salespeople I've ever found in the world are the shy people because again they know when to they know how to shut their mouth <laughs> they know how to be quiet and listen and really think about how to help this person and how to solve that problem so if you are that person it is okay to be that we're not judging you calling you egotistical we're saying get out of your shell and recognize the world will forgive you it really is okay 100%. And it's also about practicing and sometimes taking small steps to get out of your shell. So there, you know, there could be a lot of people who dream of doing their own business or dream of starting their own thing and being on their own and being financially independent, but they get held back because they do become concerned. And I've been guilty of this myself. And I have a very introverted, shy child. But when this kid gets on stage, <laughs> different person, completely different person. I remember the first time I was like, who is that? And then it turns out that a lot of people who are in theater are incredibly shy and incredibly introverted. So you can look at it as kind of playing a role. You're playing the role of selling your business. 
Exactly, exactly. So in my day to day life is completely different than what I look like when I go home. When I am at home, I'm like, don't talk to me. I want to be in my bubble. I don't want outside noise. Like this is my little space, right? And I do that for the self-healing and I encourage people, if, if that's what you need, please definitely do that. But when I step out, yeah, it is putting on a role and, and you have to be careful walking that line because you don't want to be, you want to be authentic, right? right? In my early years, in my 20s, I was playing a role and, you know, I was this and I was portraying this and I realized it was so inauthentic to myself that it was killing my soul. Right. So I would encourage you really tune in with who you are and make sure no matter how you're showing up that you are showing up authentically, if only for your own self-preservation. Yeah, 100%. And I think of when I say playing a role, I think of it as like law of attraction kind of thing that you visualize that the end result that you want to have, you have to know your outcome, you have to, you have to act to as if what you want to create is already existing in your life. You have to act like you're already the expert in your field. You have to act like you're already the one who knows, who's knowledgeable and who's there to serve. Right. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. 100%. And that comes to sales too. If you go into a client meeting thinking they're never going to buy, I'm not good enough. You're right. That's, ex that's exactly the result that you will get. Mm -hmm. But if you walk into the meeting going, Money comes easily and freely. Everybody wants to buy with me. I'm here to solve a problem. Why wouldn't they want to buy with me? I'm a great person who is ethical, moral, and I am here to solve their problem and get paid to do so. Yeah. If you go in with that, that mindset and that confidence, you will be surprised of the tonality and the, and the body language changes that, that come from that mindset. Um, you know, tone and body language accounts for 90% of our delivery. Mm -hmm. And it all comes from within your head. Confidence. Right. So just like what you're saying, if you don't address those things, you're you will literally talk yourself out of a sale just based on your tone and your body language. Yeah. Keep mine right. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation because it can spin off into a whole bunch of different directions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> psychology that's involved with with doing your own thing and stepping into the confidence and acting as if until that becomes true. So that becomes, it becomes natural. You, st you step into a different, not a different self, but a higher vibration self that um, isn't afraid to step out and isn't afraid of the word no. And so that to me is a big thing that was another sales mentor had told me was, you know, anytime somebody says no, it's not rejection. Just say thank you because that person just put you closer to somebody who will say yes. And you're not wasting your time with someone who's going to be a no. Yes. Yes and no. So two things for that. Um, one of the first things I was taught in sales, and I'll, I'll never forget it, and it, it's a wonderful saying, some will, some won't. So what? Next. <laughs> no big deal. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect on, on you personally, right. on your ability, on your business. Some will, some won't. So what? Next. Just move on. It perfectly is fine. The caveat to that, because it's always sales, and there's, I always am like, uh, yes, but. <laughs> but <laughs> if someone is telling you no initially, mm -hmm. if you've delivered this presentation and their initial reaction is no, what they're really telling you is, is I don't have enough information or I don't believe in what you're saying to me enough to, to actually purchase. So typically, rather than just going, okay, well, thanks, don't do that. Ask them more questions. 
thank you so much for your feedback. I really appreciate your time. Is there some other kind of information that you might be looking for? Did I miss something that you're questioning about right now? Can I ask you, is this an affordability issue? Can I ask, can I ask you why you're telling me no? Mm. And people actually, if you do it in a kind way, you know, if you're saying, well, why no? Why are you telling me no? Nobody's going to, nobody's going to, tell you the answer but if you're doing it in a kind way that's you're intending to serve them you can even say look I'm, I'm still new at this I really appreciate your time today I'm looking for feedback just so I can improve can you just tell me what made you decide not to move forward people want to help it's inherent in, in the humanity we actually do want to help our fellow man so if you're just seeking for the help they will tell you exactly where you messed up right? Or exactly what information you did not provide to them for them to be able to actually sign a check. Listen to them. That's your feedback on how to improve. So a no is actually one of the most beautiful, beautiful things in the world because it's nothing but opportunity for you to learn and grow. And at the end of the day, if they're just kind of, you know, buttheads and they're just kind of, you know, grumpy and they don't like you or whatever, some will, some won't. So what next? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I love that. It's genius. You're completely right. And it sounds to me like that along with the, the marketing aspect of what you do, you'd make a phenomenal sales coach. So I don't know if you've ever considered that as something added as an add on, but you'd be great at I it. Do. I do. So that's the side of what I mean is it's a marketing and a sales side because m most coaches do one or the other. I happen to be a weird hybrid where I do have a high level of expertise in both. And so it's not only attracting the right kind of client to your business, how do you actually get them to spend money with you? Mm. And that's the sales side. They can be passionate about you. How do you get them to open up their checkbook and become a brand advocate? Mm. So how do you get those referral businesses coming in, right? So that's what I help people do is walk through that entire process of attraction through the entire marketing funnel down to the buyer's funnel. And then at the end, how do you create that brand advocate to create more funnels for, for future people? Fantastic. Oh, what a perfect note to end on. And that winds us up with telling people how on earth they can find you and work with you. <laughs> I am all over the internet. <laughs> if you can't find me, you're not on Google. <laughs> I'm on Facebook, Marjane Fields. Um, my company is DI Marketing. Um, my email is mj.dimarketing at gmail because I still and forever will love Google. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. You can contact Cheryl. She has my information. And I'll put it in you all can, the You can find me anywhere. <laughs> and so people can get with you to do a free consultation to discuss and figure out in the beginning of this conversation, we said, figuring out who their ICA is. Yes, absolutely. It's typically about an hour-long conversation. Um, and even if they do wind up signing with a package for me, I always give one to two hours for a discovery call. I just think it's a fair thing to be able to give free time for people to be able to really explain their business. I don't think I should have to charge you to really have a deep understanding. I think I should have to charge you to do the things to help teach you. So I wind up giving a lot more 
but it makes me feel good. And at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and sleep. So. Oh, I love that. Well, <laughs> and I know you in real life and I know what a delightful, just wonderful, oh, smart, so smart, 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 sharp woman you are. So I appreciate the work you're doing in the world, Margie. Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate you having me on today. I was really super excited because you just do wonderful things. I, I just, every time I talk to you, I'm like, keep going, show, keep going. You've got so much potential behind you and I cannot wait to see what you do to impact this world. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And your, all of your information will be at the bottom of this podcast so people will know exactly where to find you. Thank you very much, guys. Take you. care. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.